Hi, I am Raymond Janis, geologist, Chilean geologist. I am CEO of ATEX Resources Inc., a company, exploration company formed in 2019. And I joined as CEO in June of 2020. So I'm just under two years. The focus of the company is definitely exploration right now in Chile, mainly copper and gold. And our flagship is the Valeriano project with with a pore-free copper in a new uh, belt. So that's kind of... Let's get, get, let's get started. Raymond, lovely, lovely to meet you. We've not met you. I've not spoken to you before. But there's a new story to us. I'm, I'm excited, uh, especially because it's got a copper in there. Um, and you're in Chile, the right postcode. So let, let's start off um, with a little bit of background. So can you tell me a little bit about you and what you've done that's relevant to this project? Okay. I'm a Chilean geologist. I studied geology at the University of Chile. And after 10 years, I decided to go out with four kids already to do a PhD that I did at Harvard University. That was kind of tough with four kids and studying. So that was an interesting moment. And after that, at, at that time, I was mainly a mine geologist at a Lindio deposit and had been a mine geologist both in Nicaragua and Honduras. That's where I started my, my career. So once I, I did about almost 10 years at Elendio, took off to do my PhD. When I came back, I started working on exploration area under black, black minerals prior to being bought out by Barrick. And we did all the discovery of Pascua Lama in, in that area. And that after that, I joined Metallica Resources after I quit Barrick and worked with Craig Nelson, who's the chairman of the board of here, of ATEX, and we developed their La Fortuna copper. Well, we discovered, we didn't develop, we discovered La Fortuna porphyry in Chile, actually. That, after that, Briex came in. I, I went into consulting for a while and worked with discoveries in Peru. And after that, I came back with Craig again into gold fields and as head of a South American or Latin American exploration for gold field. And we did a deal and Cerro Corona I acquired it for gold fields. And we started the program that found Salares Norte actually. So that when I came there after that, I joined Hotchel Mining of Peru, was there for a couple of years. And after that came back to Chile and started a, working with a, a family office on a project that was called Joanna, where we had another porphyry discovery very close to Vallenar in Chile. So I've been acquainted with quite a bit of discoveries. And through my good friend, Albert Schneider and Carl Hansen, we started talking and they invited me to join as CEO of ADEX Resources. So that's kind of my history. And I do have a history with the flagship Valeriano project, because when I was doing my Hawkshell times, we decided to grow the company and looking for a company maker. We defined company maker, just one deposit that could produce at least what we're producing in all the mines in Hawkshell. And we, and I chose the Valeriano project as that potential target. So I made a deal before leaving Hawkshell on this property, 
However, I did not advance because I left there. And they did the first drill holes that discovered the porphyry depth. So that's come back. So I do have a bit of back history, and I, and I also went to visit it during my lack time. So there's a long time that I know that history of all that El Indio belt, because this is in the northern extreme of El Indio belt, just north of Pascalama. That okay. So right, so you've got a long, long history of success in in Chile. You've got a history of Valerano uh, itself. So um, that's 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 really interesting, actually. So tell tell me what exactly when you spoke with Craig initially and Albright and Carl subsequently. What is it? What's the task they've set you with? What what, what have they asked you to do? Well, when we took off here, Nate and I came in. We were kind of lacking funds. And we decided how can we strategize to make this grow? And we started with a first strategy that hadn't been looked at during the hotshell time on a small um, gold resource that occurs at surface down to about 100 meters. So we focused on that. And there was a lot of history of drilling previous to us coming in, about 27,000 meters of drilling. A lot more, about half of it, uh, reverse circulation and very shallow looking at this deposit. So we went and hired SRK to make a resource both on that um, outside copper near surface and the deeper porphyry. At that time, copper was not the boom, and we start and we started showing these resources to try to raise funds, and everybody got interested in the gold side of it and not in the copper. So we raised about 3 million Canadian at that time, exclusively to drill the project on, on the gold side, which we did end of 2020, beginning of 2021, really, 2021, the drilling. We, unfortunately, we had a bit of problems with our rig. We didn't drill enough uh, holes as we wanted to because it broke down and winter came. So we didn't complete the program. We had 3,000 meters to prove that up because the resource was only in an inferred category, given that the pre-existing drilling, we did not have, we had the assays, but not the QAQC of that assays. So we did some infill holes, but we also did twin holes to prove that that was correct. And basically we proved that it was correct, but we didn't add much resource to it, but did find a new area of interest of gold that we call the gray banded vein zone, the GBV zone. But we only, the last toll before the rig broke down was in that area. It came into the gold zone, but it finished in ore and we never followed that. So it just came up with a resource that's about 600,000 ounces with just under 0.6 grams per ton gold. So it's not significant. We knew about the porphyry where Hochschild drilled 16 holes, of which three cut the porphyry system, two with porphyries in it, and one on the wall rock, number nine. 14, the best hole, gave, um, you know, a, 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 over 1,100 meters with 0.73% copper equivalent. So that was... We, and we used all three drill holes and the few that cut it barely and came out with a resource close to 300 uh, million tons with uh, 0.77 copper equivalent. 
So when you look at this, it's along a section that those three drill holes were, and there's now knowledge along its extension. So we started, copper started picking up. We started selling this story back again through our copper side. Again, we were without funds. And we started promoting it to different people. And we were fortunately that we spoke with Pierre Lassant, who's Craig's friend and my friend from our Metallica time, our Metallica resources time, uh, which although he was not interested in exploration plays, he found really interesting that there was three drill holes, each one about a thousand meters, each one above, you know, 0.5, one was 0.56, other one about 0.64% copper equivalent. So these three holes, and there was no follow-up. And given the time right now, it really got him excited and, and a few other important investors that came in and we raised um, 8 million um, Canadian dollars. And that is the money we have now. And we're doing the exploration, deep drilling. We're actually presently drilling two holes and are going to commence one in the next couple of days. So, so tell me about this. You raised eight and a half million bucks and Pierre Lassan's come in. Everyone, you know, recognized the name, not necessarily the, the, the detail attached to that. And you brought on Alejandra Wood as well. So you're, you're kind of beef, beefing things up to an already kind of blue, blue chip team here. But the, the starting point is quite low, as you say. It's always been cash constrained. Um, but you do have this historic data. So do you mind if we just talk about that a second? Because you talked about, I think it's 20, 26, nearly 27,000 meters of historic uh, drill hole data. You, you re-logged it. And how did that inform how you moved, or so where, where you went with the drill bit and where you will continue to go with the drill bit now you've got this, this capital? What, what, did, what okay. did it tell you? Well, when we came in, the first thing we did was that resource. In parallel, we started re-logging, as you say. This was drilled out in the uh, late 90s by Phelps Dodge first, looking for copper and found a bit of gold and followed by Barrick in the end of the 90s. N they didn't find a significant gold deposit and pushed out. This was picked up, as I told you, by Hawkshall in the tw 2011 and started drilling with discoveries on 2013 and 2014 on the porphyry side. So there's quite a bit of data. And so we started looking at this again and really trying to understand what was there to try to build our model up. And we were fortunate that a geologist that had uh, <clears throat> been involved with the El Encierro project, which is immediate to Valeriano, just north of us, which is owned by Antivasta with Barrick. It's a 5149 joint venture. Um, he came and helped us in the logging process. So he started seeing things that he compared to what he had seen at El Encierro. And we started together with what we were looking at and understanding, building a model on this. And every time, and I always say, this project, when I joined, ATEX, it was a tough project, how to sell it, because it was already known and everybody discussed it was too deep and lower grade. But really, as we advanced in our knowledge, it started to grow in me. 
many projects, you know, they start decreasing interest during time. This was just started to grow and grow more and more interest. And we really understood that this could be a major deposit that together with El Sierra is going to be a significant district in the future. Right. So explain that. That's the bit I'm trying to get to you because there's been some history to this. It hasn't really moved forward as an asset, um, you know, and you, you, you know, didn't have the success you wanted when chasing the gold. And obviously in a, in a kind of very positive copper environment, you know, things, things change at the right price. Everything changes. But so what, what did you learn? Because that's really interesting to me. What did you learn from this relogging process when, 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 when you got this, outsider looking in and going, well, actually, this is what it means. You know, it may be, you know, deep and it may be low grade, but this is how you make it work. So what was the, this is how you make it work insight that made you go, ah, I think we're onto something here. I'd say the porphyry may be deep, but it's not low grade. That's, that's important, you know? And the thing that I would believe will make it work is that is a grade in the size. Um, with what we have with those 300 uh, million tons with about 0.77 in our inferred resource level, will grow significantly. And we believe that the grade will hold or increase. And what's very interesting of this project is that the porphyries, that when, when you cut the porphyry system, it has a very high grade. We're, we have five different porphyries that we call VP1 to VP5, doesn't matter, from oldest to youngest, very similar in time. And VP1 is the richest and has more than 1% copper equivalent. And the VP2 has between 0.75 and 1%. So we're round drilling after that, okay? We're looking at the hybrid because we believe that with that type of grade and underground will work. Additionally, we're on the high part of the hill. We're at 4,100 meter elevation, approximately just under 4,100 drilling down. And the valley goes down to 3,600 meters. So you can access from surface through tunnels right into the system. So it's, and there's two valleys, it's, it's a hill and there's two deep valleys on each side. So you can access from any of the two valleys. So underground won't be a problem. It's not like you're going to really sink a lot. You can go almost horizontal into it. That's one side on the future. But the thing is, we believe it's going to be a high-grade system. I don't know. Fortunately, I don't know what El Encierro has. Everything I've heard is from words of third people, so I'm not going to go into that. But they seem to be in the similar grades that we're talking. Okay? And... Maybe more. I don't know their time, but I think that between what they have and we have, it's going to be a significant and large district. What is a big difference between this district and others in Chile? That, that this is hosted mainly on rhyolitic rocks. The host rock is rhyolitic. And everybody talked that the andesite hosted porphyries are the best. And everybody, when they talked about rhyolite, kind of push back. And I think what happens when you go into rhyolite that you don't have such a reactive rock, reactive that is that the fluids, the mineralizing fluids will react and drop it into the wall rock. So a lot of the mineralization stays very close to the porphyries and doesn't disseminate so much out. So I think that holds into the grade. And when you look 
at similar deposits like Filo del Sol, which is along the same belt between El Indio and Maricunca belt, they've had some tremendous um, uh, holes lately, which they've noticed that is in the high sulfidation type mineralization within the porphyry system. These are complicated words. What happens is that during the porphyry evolution, okay, you get the deeper calcopyrite bornite type copperization. And towards the upper part of the deposit, you can get what they call high sulfidation. That's normally calcocyte, covalite, bornite, which are richer, you know, and it can have an argite, it can have arsenic, uh, arsenic bearing minerals too. And that occurs in the upper part. And the best grades are in that type of, of um, cutting that type of uh, mineralization. And we've cut two holes that was a map like that on high sulfidation mineralization previously on the 14 and 16. So that excited us too, because it was closer to surface. And from what we were saying, maybe we have something closer to surface as well as we have deep. Now, as it only has three holes along one section, we have no idea on how it extends. So our program basically is very simple. We took the best hole that's to hole 14 and we're drilling holes to the Northeast. We think everything kind of goes north and northeasterly. 200 meters to the north, another one 200 meters to the south. And we just completed an empty geophysical survey that shows that there's a lot of potential even further south, given that it's a, a very non-resistive or conductive rock, together with chargeability pre-existing. We're putting another hole that's going to be even 400 meters south of that 14. So we're going to have a good idea on how this high grade looks. Okay, so let's put it in simple terms that people can can, can under, under, understand. Which is, you've raised some money, you're going to do you're going to do some drilling. You've got how many drill rigs? What kind of drill program have you got laid out in terms of, I guess, meters, um, so that they can get a sense of what's going to be coming through um, or what the expectation is for assays to come through, they can, so that they can judge how you're you know developing this this project. So start with that. Okay. So when you think that the three drill holes that were drilled originally are along a section means you're looking at, at one cut of this porphyry system. So we don't know how it goes, let's say, to the north, and we don't know how it goes to the south. We know that there's mineralization down there in depth. So basically our program is, well, let's look what happens north and south of this high grade and see what extension this high grade has. So we designed a project, uh, a program that's going to do about 6,000 meters. Each drill hole, there's three drill holes that are gonna go down to 2,000 meters, hopefully that we reach our objective of 2,000 meters. Looks like we will. And we're programming it just along potential strike of this system, of the high grade system. So we're going to expand our high grade zone and we, with that, we're going to have a good idea of what this looks like. Okay. And if this, 
I, okay, okay, so, so the, the other thing that's kind of important to people is, to, is some kind of, you've, you've dropped a few names in there and you, in, in terms of other companies and the way that they've approached it. Um, you've dropped, a, you know, a, a, few, a few other formations which, you know, are highly prolific as well. So as a, as a small business, you know, you're probably a 40 million market cap. Uh, you've raised, you know, eight and a half million bucks just for um, Christmas. Um, you've got to be very efficient with the way you communicate, the way you do things and the way that you communicate those things to the, the marketplace, you know, three holes, 2000 meters each. Um, your expectation is you, you're going to hit more, more of this, more of this high, high grade, uh, going forward. And then you're going to have to sort of lay out what your drill program is, is, is going forward. So give us a sense of what, what are three holes cost? What are those three holes cost? Yeah. And how much will you be left with? And will you need to go out to market again to raise more money, uh, later in the year? Just the drilling cost to be told would be over a million dollars each, American. Got US. it. Okay. Okay. I'm not counting our camp that we had to mobilize a whole camp. We're under COVID conditions, so we have to keep people very contained, two by container, only sleeping, making sure that all the, all the things are correct on the COVID standards. We have our, our lunch area, that we, or our, our, how do you call it? Our, canteen. Our dining area. Canteen, yeah. 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 Our canteen, where you've got spaces that you're an individual, you eat individually and separated from others, just assuring these COVID conditions that are asked by the Chilean government and all. So this is a very strict control. Fortunately, we haven't had to toward any COVID uh, effect on it. So we, it costs tremendously more than normal on the campsite. But additionally, drilling is quite expensive when you go deep and we're in the high Andes. Remember, we're very close to the border with Argentina. Okay, we're in North Central Chile. So if you got, this is about, the, the main town is called Vallenar, which is about 650 kilometers north of Santiago. And then we go to the east, well, south, south, east, uh, southeast of it, another <clears throat> 130 kilometers. But that, so it's all complicated as uh, logistically. So the costs are very high. So our total three holes are going to cost us about what we've raised. <laughs> Right. Okay, but but on but an ongoing basis, if you were to raise capital, it would, if the comparable drill hole for two thousand meter would be about a million million bucks. That's the kind of number we're yeah, looking just at. Just the drilling. We're not talking yeah, yeah. all the other expenses, which is about another, you know, good amount. Right, it's another million. So, so let's look at it because we've interviewed a few sort of Chilean uh, gold copper stories, copper gold stories, whichever, whatever the market's doing since it's changed the, the narrative slightly. But, um, you know, you're, you're up at what, three, between three and four thousand meters. That, that sort of altitude. So there's a little bit of incremental cost in terms of getting water up there, getting supplies up there, you know, having a camp up there so, and being, you know, COVID, um, you know, Matching COVID uh, restrictions there, so the the costs are what they are. Um, how how do you though? Because I think the important bit for you guys is because it's like three holes they need to hit, and they need to do more of the same in terms of this this uh, this copper equivalent number which you're which you're putting out around sort of this sort of you know point. It looks like sort of on average about you know point six on average across 
uh, the data that you've put in the PowerPoint. So if you do more of that, do you think that is enough to give the market an idea of what you've got? Because the the, the other component here is you, you got it, the grade is great, copper equivalent is great. You need to then start moving towards showing scale of, of, of the opportunity ahead. So how do you go about doing that um, off the back of the three holes? And then what would you be telling the market going forward about how you're going to come up at the project or what you would how you'd like to approach the project? Perfect. Uh, well, let's think porphyry sites, right? We're, we're, we see this as at least 1 billion tons, at least, with significant grade. And just our resource on copper gold is about 0.77, so it's a bit higher. And that's the type of grade or higher that we'd be looking for. Additionally, to just for you to have an idea, about two-thirds is copper value and about one-third is gold, just to have a basic idea. So with these drill holes that, that were stepping 200 and then 400 meters on one side out, you're going to start seeing in the order of 600 meters a long strike. Our geophysics that we did that on the whole entire property shows us a very interesting anomaly about three kilometers in diameter, subcircular. Okay. So we really believe that this can grow significantly. Now, what will it cost? Oh, it'll cost porphyry type money. <laughs> you know, it's gonna, to take it to a, a measured and indicated, just indicator reserve, and for an indicated, at least indicated, might be 70 holes. Of, of around the similar sort of depths, 2,000? Yeah, yeah, in many other directions, right? And maybe some, but let's say in total, so think about at least another 70 million, <laughs> maybe more, okay? Just to get the whole idea. So we're just on the beginning of finding this monster hmm? or this giant. So these drill holes are what we expect to have now is going to be is it there? Is it showing the tail of the elephant? Is it showing you know, the trunk or whatever? And now we got to go after it. So I think this is really a, a fundamental drill program. And as you said, we're playing with three holes to do that, to try to get a general geometry to convince that this is something big. Yeah, and 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 so so here's the thing: you, your forty million market cap, just off the back, you know, recent um, eight and a half million raise, and you're talking about th those sorts of numbers. So what what you need your shareholders or prospective shareholders to believe is that you can you can continue to show the, the scale of the opportunity, capture the value in, in, in that, and and raise money at higher and higher. Um, share price, right? That's, that's what, that's what you're going to need to do. So there's a, you're a geologist. You've got a, t a team of guys there who, you know, um, like I said, blue, blue chip, um, been, been around the block a bit, but it's a sort of different market at the moment. It's kind of a very strange market where the, the, the copper equities haven't reacted to the copper commodity pricing. It, it seems yet. Um, same with gold. Um, so, and people are a bit nervous about investing and perhaps they're hoarding cash a little bit given the geopolitical situation we found ourselves in, the, in at the moment. But you've still got to continue to work through that, that process. So do you think that you're going to be able to be creative with 
the way that you bring money into the company? Are, are you looking at uh, royalties and NSRs on this uh, on this thing? Um, clearly, you're not going to get any debt in on it, but you might get a strategic partner to come in with you, or is it you're going to have to go out to the market and say equity raises regularly, but we will we promise we'll deliver more value to the through the drill bit, so it'll be okay. I mean, what's the message? Our we hope that this drill program shows that this is going to be half size and great. And hopefully we'll find something in the high sulfidation area that might be interesting, similar, because this is the same type of geology as phyllo. Okay, you know, we're talking about a phyllo soil that has the high sulfidation type mineralization on the top part. It has its porphyrin depth. And it's just now that they found their high sulfidation that it really took off, you know, from being hundreds of millions to billion dollars. Well, we're just, our three drill holes that we've done up to now have already found mineralization. They've been on the high The drill holes that we're doing now will probably find similar, hopefully better. So we're we're looking that this is a similar environment. I don't know the high sulfidation size is a field size, but it's there. And we know that the porphyry depth if you look at the grades in general, are higher than all the average, most of the other porphyries that have been found lately. Mm -hmm. So I think it's got a real strong story behind it. Mm -hmm. And I think that with this drill program, we'll come up with the grades and the, and the, and the view that this is something worthwhile investing in. Hopefully our share price will permit us to just go through equity raising. That's what we'd love. We're not thinking on, on going towards NSR because there is an NSR um, to the owners. Um, and we and a strategic partner is always welcome if it's that a good partner. I see there's already an NSR on this project. Yes. Okay. Okay. So to the owner. Mm -hmm. to, the, to the what what's that look like? Uh two percent to the owners, and there's another half percent there. And the owners are two Chilean geologists. And a ten percent hardshell owns, hardshell still owns. Okay, okay, okay. So the 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 money that was raised in, in, uh, in December that what can you what was it raised at? It was raised at twelve and a half cents. Okay, okay. And we've and we've been trading quite above that since then, given that the story started to sound you know, interesting and people have been backing this story. Right. And and and, and the warrants, yeah, actually, hang on. I, actually, I think it was just over 14 cents, but it was, uh, you've also got the warrants at 22, something like that. So the, the warrants are in the money too. So how much, how much money would the warrants bring in? Right now, I couldn't tell you exactly, but it should be in the order of, it should be on an average of about 17 cents, 18 cents. So. 11 million? I don't have the exact number. Tom About 11 million. Yeah, okay. So there's another big chunk of change coming through. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll make sure. On that, <laughs> we'll make sure people know. Um, yeah, like, um, so, so, so um, I'll, I'll speak to Tom um, afterwards and, and, and get that number. But there's a big chunk of change coming through there. So in terms of in terms of immediate cash needs, you, you, you're kind of good. Um, and the, the whole well, period is what? I, when, when, when does this kind of come off? Because again, the, 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 the. Well, actually, the warrants are coming in right now. They since 
our rays, they've been coming in and, you know, some significant, a little bit pouring in. So it's been quite consistent coming in, okay, at 20 cents, at 30 cents, mm, at different value. But they've been coming in. So we've been gaining a little bit of funds through that. Uh, and I think people are wait, just waiting for this program and probably if it's successful, the warrants are going to just pour in and it'll, it'll bring us, you know, in the uh, order of similar to what we raised about 10 million, you know, 11 million. But I don't know if they all come in immediately because mm, a lot of the warrants are owned also by some um, part by us uh, and the management group and also by people who might not want to sell at this time right okay so this is, so it sounds like there's funding in place for another five, five or six holes I'm just doing some broad maths and I know you can't comment but I'm just right so another five or six holes on top of the three potentially if the warrants come in for you guys so you've got time to actually dr drive this drive this up a bit um okay so you, so just I think we probably just should finish on just just be really clear so the three holes are being drilled when when do we get the data when do you make decisions off the back of that? That's, that's a quite an important question. Each drill hole should take about two and a half months if all the weather conditions are maintained. We are in the high Cordillera of, Ch of Chile, which, you're, which the timing to explore is normally between October and April. Okay, We started our drill program in January. We just finished raising at the end of December, right? So we're already on the short term on our drilling program. We hope to complete this by end of April. So I think our first drill hole might be finished end of March, beginning of April. And then we'll see the second one. The third hole will start hopefully this week. So it might not even reach and we'll just, it might reach our end depending on whether or not we'll just leave it and cement the bottom and continue on the next season. But I think we're going to have at least two complete holes and hopefully the third one. But, so this is... By, so by the end of the season, so just remind me when the end of the season is? End of April, beginning of middle May, okay? So then our big issue right now are labs. Labs are taking and offering you results at 70 days. <laughs> so it's over two months after they get, you get the samples into them. We're being very strict in our process and we're being very technical and very professional with the best standards. We're doing uh, <coughs> very detailed QAQC. We're doing um, geotechnical logging just because it's going to be a portfolio. We want to understand all our conditions since now and we're doing a bit detailed. So that takes a bit of time before we send out our samples. Then all this core has to come down to the town of Vallenar after it's all it's had a quick log and it's had all the uh, geotechnical part done for core cutting and then the whole process coming after. So it just, it'll take a bit of time. I think our first results should be coming in a couple of months more and it'll be trickling in. I think what we'll be showing a lot is based on the first results, we'll show what we have and what the core looks like. Okay. And we'll be showing a lot what we believe looks good without having any grades. 
And we probably will be need to be raising about in May this year. Okay, fine. And, and when, does next, because, when does the next season start, by the way? So that's what I was going to tell you. Because we want to start in October next season. Next season, we want to get six to seven months right away. We're negotiating the camp to stay there and, you know, and not have to mobilize. Just the mobilization of the camp took a month. <laughs> okay, so this is kind of situations that we're trying to avoid in the future. So we're trying to let the camp there do some type of acquire it, keep it on site. There's surface owners which we have to negotiate on conditions because we would extend our timing there. So there's a little uh, trickling in that we have to fix up, but I'm sure that won't be any problem. Okay. I, I'm tricked. Like I said, I'm just conscious of, 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 of time here. Um, PowerPoint says management has 22.1% of the, of this uh, business. Um, is that is that up to date? I'm not quite sure where... Well, no, that's out of date. We have about not not quite six percent. Six percent, right? Oh, because of the recent um, raise. Yeah. Okay, fine. Exactly. And our main shareholder is Pierre Lasson with ten percent. He's t- he's ten percent. Okay. So uh, Palisade, they they didn't. Um, they re- did not participate this time. Got it. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know if they how many shares they have or or not. Or, Okay. Okay. It's, it's I, I can tell you the exact percentage they hold right now. It's going to be two and a half, three, right? So, um, okay, that, that's fantastic. Um, look, I'm, I think I'll, I'll leave it there, only because I've you know that we've we've consumed and and, and talked about a lot of things there, Raymond. Um, I like the story. I like some of the parallels you're drawing up. Um, you're drilling. Stay in touch. Let us know how you get on with that drilling because that could be the difference between this thing moving forward and, and, and hopefully raising cheaper money uh, or, or not. So I'm, I'm intrigued. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for this interview. And we'll see you on the next one.